0: I'm going over to John chapter 11, and the title of my message is From Set Back to Comeback. Now, many of you may think your problem is the all-time worst. Generally, when I have a problem, I tend to think it's the worst. You know, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Oh, shut up. Everybody does. No one has ever had a problem quite like mine. Well, let me tell you, there's no one in this auditorium or watching online as bad off as Lazarus. And yet God brought him back from the dead. And Gave him a new beginning and you may be in a dead relationship a dead marriage dead finance Whatever it may be God loves to raise up dead things. It's no problem He's called the resurrection and the life So I want us to see this morning how God can bring you back from the brink of disaster and cause your life to become fruitful and Productive I'm reading from John 11 verse 41 through 45. It says so they roll the stone away then Jesus looked up to heaven and said father thank you for hearing me. I know you always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And a dead man came out. I'd love to see a video. Yeah, people weren't nice like this and looking. Well, that's interesting, Rick. You don't often see a dead man come back, right? Yeah, well, you can imagine the shock. And his hands and his feet were bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. And Jesus told the bystanders, unwrap him, let him go. Now, many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen? Well, I mean to say the least. So here we see the expression of belief and unbelief. Everyone receives a miracle based on your faith. It's that simple. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I want everybody This morning to see that God wants you to have an exciting life and nothing is too difficult for God Comebacks are necessary because of life's setbacks Every one of you at some point will have a setback over a lifetime you'll have several you may be flying high today enjoy it But sooner or later you're going to face the fact you'll have a setback Yeah from a setback to a comeback Take Moses for example he let anger control his life He killed an egyptian and for the next 40 years, he was exiled to the backside of a desert, taking God's anger management course. And then God used him to crush Pharaoh and lead Israel out of bondage to the promised land. Rahab was a hooker, a prostitute in a pagan culture. Yeah, I love to watch nice church people down in grimace. God loves to take the outcast, the down and out, the one nobody would choose. The one least likely to succeed because then he gets the glory It's that simple Church doesn't do that. God just loves to do it And so here she is in this pagan culture making a living But as soon as she came in contact with the two spies from Israel She immediately received Jehovah God and by that act of faith her name is listed in the genealogy of Jesus Christ amazing she went from nowhere to somewhere instantly and God took her know-nothing have-nothing be-nothing life And launch her into incredible fame Wow there's hope for you (laughs) some of you nice people there's hope Peter cut off a Roman soldiers ear he was aiming for his head he missed and Jesus put it back on and healed it and then Peter denied Jesus three times in front of a teenage girl in Pilate's courtyard and not only did he deny he even knew Jesus he cursed violently and he'd been walking with Jesus for three years Headlines on the front page of Jerusalem Herald said, Reverend Peter wanted by law enforcement for assault and battery and murder. Church fires him for cursing in public. (laughs) I remember my grandfather one time talked about a friend who cussed real bad. He said, but Ricky, he never cussed anybody that didn't need it. I mean, I thought, granddaddy, you were very positive. (laughs) Yet Yet when Jesus came out of the grave, he said, go tell my disciples... And Peter Peter made a major comeback God forgave the shame of his name He renewed his name and used Peter to preach at Pentecost where 3,000 people got saved It was Peter who conducted the first miracle crusade and he was delivered from jail by an angel Not bad for a guy that really blew it and had a major setback my point is this, if God did that for Peter, if God did that for Rahab, if God did that for Moses, if God did that for Lazarus, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. You can make a comeback. When life becomes a battlefield, choose to fight until the victory comes. Don't cower, fight. Don't whimper, suck your thumb, fight. Don't run from the problem, learn to solve the problem. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith. Ephesians 6 says, put on the whole armor of God. Stand against the evil one. We are in a war, spiritual war. You might be tempted to say, well, Brother Rick, that's just too aggressive for me. Well, listen to Psalms 144, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, who teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Our nation is in dire need of a comeback. This coronavirus has destroyed our economy, set many business owners, many in our church, set them back months, might take a year to recover, some faster than others. It put over 40 million people on unemployment. I, I, it's un- unbelievable. And to add to that, we've got injustice and racism, civil unrest. we got some wildfires burning. Amos 5 verse 24 says, let justice flow like a river. And righteousness doing right as a mighty stream sometimes it doesn't come down to race it comes down to what's right what's wrong if we all let that guide us we wouldn't mistreat anybody it's right it's wrong that's simple let let me suggest three battle techniques to use when you're undergoing personal attack in order to make a comeback number one wage war through prayer Get out of this little idea that it's a cute little posture and hum- nonsense. This is war, okay? If you don't have a prayer life, you're going to live in defeat always. God can't help you, sorry, until you pray. The power of heaven cannot move until you pray. As powerful as God is, he cannot answer an unoffered prayer. Ever heard people saying to you, I've got an unspoken request? Well, you'll get an unanswered prayer. Dumbest thing I ever heard. I I remember church people saying that pastor I have an unspoken request and God says and nothing I can do about that. I don't know how to answer that You, you know make people think a little bit about what you're saying men ought always to pray Jesus said that and not to quit. So I remember Warren Wiersbe at Moody Bible Church one time said Rick you got two choices in life you can pray or you can quit. I think I'll pray because I'm not a quitter Genji said you have not because you ask not well. I asked once well in the Greek It says keep on asking keep on asking. How long till you get it or you meet Jesus one or the other? (laughs) Now having said that now I need to get a little funky here. Stop praying Mickey Mouse prayers Now I lay me down to sleep stop that pray like this Satan In the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of his blood and by the power of his eternal word, I remind you, you are a defeated foe. I command you to take your hands off my marriage, my children, my physical body, off my finances, my business. I am the property of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am redeemed. I am sanctified. I am justified through the blood of Jesus Christ. And through his shed blood and resurrection from the dead, the victory is mine. Hallelujah. And there's nothing you can do, Satan, to reverse that. You are defeated now and forever. Now you start praying like that. And the enemy will go pick on your neighbor. He'll be sorry he ever picked on you. Number two. When you're in a fight. Run to the fight. Not from the fight. When you get in a fight. The guy you want to fight's the guy backing up. You can whip him no matter how big he is. The guy you don't want to fight is the guy running at you. When David went out to fight Goliath. <coughs> he ran towards Goliath. And when an adversary sees you running at him, he at least knows you believe you can win. You'll make him think. David was aggressive. He was fearless. He was confident. Because that little shepherd boy knew the God of heaven was with him. He had taken on a lion. He had taken on a bear. He's going to take on this giant. And I'm telling you that the God of heaven that was with David is with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. We believe not too big, too small. We settle for ordinary get by, bump along. How you doing? Okay. Hanging in there. That sucks. Is that what you want for a life? That's not what I want. I want a high octane adventure. I want my hair to stand up and curl. (laughs) Not just get gray. (laughs) Yeah. All things are possible to them who believe. So when God's with you, why don't you act like it, think like it, live like it, talk like it, fight like it? The devil's crowd ought to look at you in panic and panic say, oh, my God, she's awake. And you can be confident God will not fail you. If God be for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. But if God's against you, it doesn't matter how many endorsements you get, right? All I need is God's endorsement, to favor God. Promotion doesn't come from north, south, east, or west. It comes from God Almighty. We had a minority woman in here many years in an old building, and she was talking to me one day, and she said, I'm a single black woman, and I'm in the corporate world, and I realize I'm fighting an uphill battle to be heard in that world. And I said, well, in the natural, what you said is absolutely right. But you've got to see yourself as a new creation. You have been born again, blood-bought, justified. You've come out of Adam, the natural man. You've been born again spiritually. You're a new person in Christ. No male, no female. And what you have, a secular person doesn't have, is the favor of God. God turns the heart of a king any way he wants. He can turn a worst adversary to like you for no reason at all. The favor of God and promotion as well. And I got her to start making that confession. She now is in Houston, Texas, has her own corporate business, and she speaks to corporate agencies at home and abroad. But I'll never forget that, new, that beginning of allowing that cultural in, inferiority to kind of shape her thought negatively. So don't go into something with your race. Don't go into something with your education. Go into something knowing I am a, I'm a priest and I'm a king. I've got the favor of God with me. I'm bold. I'm strong. I'm calm. Not arrogant. I'm confident. Big difference. Walk like that. Handle yourself like that. Expect to get that scholarship. Expect to get that approval for the loan. Expect it. Well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, pray for another one and keep praying and do what you're supposed to do. Don't quit. Number three, endure the fight. I think this is a, the dropout point right here. <laughs> when I was a senior in college, one class I had to have to graduate was a god-awful right from hell calculus what am I going to do with calculus and we had 42 people in the class on opening day and I'm a graduating senior they took the first exam the highest grade in the room was 47 that was on the curve everybody but seven dropped out of the class because you're allowed to drop it versus failing I think that first exam or something. I'll never forget the temptation to drop out. But what I did do is call wisdom. I found out who got the 47, who who had the high grade. And I I said, I'm gonna become your best friend. And I'd study with him, I'd go to his his dorm and I'd prep for those classes and that sucker drugged me through that class to graduation. I don't know who he is or where he is, but I'd give him an offering today knowing what I know. To say thank you you let me graduate yeah I I, I, but I persevered I said I am I'm gonna press through this thing come hell or high water Hebrews 10 verse 36 says you have need of endurance he's talking to believers that after you do the will of God you might get the promise he didn't say you'd get it immediately he said you got to endure we've got a few runners in here who run professionally and they know what endurance is to run 26 miles you you got to have endurance and After 15 miles every ounce feels like a pound and you've got you've got to endure and you've got to build your endurance So you can take something that's unpleasant for a long time Most people bail out of marriage bail out of business bail out of a dream because it hurts It's too slow and it's painful welcome to life Welcome to life and if you can't endure you won't get very far in life in anything the point is It's not the size of the dog in the fight It's the size of the fight in the dog. How much is in you? You don't have to look like a winner to be the winner. David didn't look like the winner. He was a runt, but he won. You may look at your circumstances and say, ah, there's no way, Rick. Well, in the natural, maybe no way is the answer. But in the supernatural, nothing's too hard for the Lord. Comebacks happen when you're reduced to nothing. God loves to get glory out of the weak and the foolish and the nothing. Mary and Martha said to Jesus, Hey, come, Lord. Our brother is sick. And Jesus delayed. He didn't come. And he did it on purpose. He's God. He knew how sick Laz was. He knew the instant he died. Jesus didn't send a messenger to explain. He didn't wire flowers. He deliberately waited till Lazarus was dead for four days and was decomposing. He was reduced to nothing. I see a couple of thoughts on that one. God's delays are not God's denial. The promotion you've been praying for might be delayed, not denied. The healing you're praying for might be delayed, but not denied. A child in a bad condition you've been praying for, it may be delayed, but it's not denied. The answer is on the way. Daniel prayed a couple of weeks for a prayer before it ever came true. God is a God of the last minute. May I just say as a Christian, I just hate that. I love Jesus, okay. I don't know about you, but I don't like this last-minute stuff. I like early, and it just doesn't seem to be in God's agenda ever. Could you just show up early sometime? You know, just once early? Nope. I don't know why he does that, but he does it at the worst moment to show you he can do it when nobody else can do it, that he will do it. God can work in the midst of what our nation's going through and bring healing and restoration. He is not limited by the chaos or confusion. Not at all. God moved when darkness was upon the face of the earth. God doesn't have to have perfect conditions in order to move. That's good news. And second out of this, God waited till Lazarus was dead and the situation appeared now hopeless. Now God can get glory out of nothing. When Gideon went to fight the Midianites, he started with 32,000 men. And God said, you got too many. And Gideon said, okay, how many of you guys are afraid? Transfer your membership from our church. And 22,000 moved their membership. That left him with 10,000 men. Gideon probably thought, oh, well, maybe, just maybe, if we give it our best, we can make it. Then God said again, you still got too many. (laughs) I'd love to see Gideon's face. Take him to the river. Everybody who kneels down and laps water like a dog, keep, send everybody else home. And now Gideon's reduced to 300 men. Get yourself in the picture here. Gideon is in the faith mode now. I mean, you could say with 32,000, maybe even 10,000, we might do it. But with 300, there's no way to do it. Gideon was reduced to nothing. But he obeyed God. He blew the trumpet. And in, they lit their lamps, and the Midianites became confused because God sent confusion. And in fear, they turned on each other until they were all completely destroyed. Amazing. The point here is that when God solved the problem and defeated their enemies, he did it without the 300 having to lift a finger. So I'm saying to you, God's going to destroy some of your enemies in such a magnificent way, you won't have to lift your hand. He's not going to give you a partial victory. He's going to give you a total victory. Somebody shout amen. Blow the trumpet, light the torch, shout glory to God. God will not fail you. God is for you. In the genesis of time, God took nothing, a handful of red clay, molded it and breathed into it, and man became a living soul. In Jesus' lifetime and ministry, he took five loaves, two fish. He fed over 15,000 hungry people. Little is much. When God's in it, the little widow had a of oil and a little bread crumb, a little little flour, little oil. And when she gave it to the Lord, as unto the Lord to the man, she ate for a full year. Little is always much when God's in it. Your little life, your little talent, your little money, your little whatever resources, you just put it in God's big hand. He can do amazing things with it. That's the, that's the beauty of this. John the Baptist said of Jesus, he must increase, I must decrease. John was saying, as soon as I empty myself of my will, my ego, my agenda, my pride, God will be able to use me for his glory. I mean, people in here, maybe you're searching for a miracle, and just maybe, just maybe, you're full of yourself. Perhaps you're reminding God how lucky he is to have you, your talent, your ability, your righteousness, your knowledge of the Bible, your wealth, your intelligence, your accomplishments, yada, 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 shut up. You can't brag in the presence of God. Scripture says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That means be reduced to nothing. Take up your cross and follow me, because God can get glory out of nothing. See, but none of us want to be reduced to nothing, including this speaker. I mean, do you like to be reduced to nothing? No. But I've had God come through some amazing times when I was reduced to nothing. God spoke through a donkey. Every minister and every teacher ought to remember that. If God can speak through a jackass, he can speak through you. And by the way, you're still a jackass, but God spoke through you. Don't get confused. Clay in the hands of the master potter is the story of Jeremiah. Clay doesn't tell the potter, you're making me the wrong way. You're mishandling my future. Clay can't speak. It can't think. It's nothing until the potter decides to shape it into something. And God reminds all of us, he says through Jeremiah, we're the clay. He's the potter. And all he's saying is stay on the spinning wheel and let me rub the imperfections out of your life Because when I get through you're going to be an object of real beauty that will bless the world for the rest of your life God can use nothing David had a slingshot. Well every kid in Israel had one and he used that simple small thing to defeat Goliath Jesus Christ used an old rugged cross to bring redemption to the whole world simple in its design powerful in its purpose that nobody can fully comprehend it today. So what does God look for when he wants to work a miracle? Many times, nothing, because nothing brings him glory. Nothing demonstrates his power. Nothing proves his lordship. Little is much when God's in it. So let me urge you to say to God, Lord, if there's something in me, divisiveness, racism, arrogance, pride, a religious ego that's preventing you from moving through me, take everything out of me that displeases you. Because I want to please you, and you only. I could care less what the world thinks. I want you more than anything else in the world. You know, comebacks begin with a proclamation, almost through. Lazarus, come forth. That proclamation began the process of a miracle. A proclamation releases the power of God. There is a miracle in your mouth. The word to proclaim comes from a Latin word meaning shout forth. This is obviously not written to Episcopalians. Uh, Are some of you formal Baptists or or Presbyterian? Church is supposed to be kind of noisy. I'm sorry. You know we're not in heaven, and uh, 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 to shout boldly and loudly. Clap your hands, all you people! Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. You say you believe the Bible, and you sit there like a wooden Indian. You know, in the New Testament, it's the same word to confess as to proclaim. You put them together, it means to shout forth confession. Of God's Word to shout forth a confession of God's Word okay now based on what Scripture says you and I have the right as believers to proclaim what's in the Word of God I can't pray wrong when I pray God's Word okay Rick what gives it power Hebrews 3 verse 1 Jesus is the high priest of my confession my proclamation when you confess or proclaim what's in Scripture Jesus our high priest releases his authority to make what comes out of your mouth happen You can shape your future you can shape your life so in fighting your fight for a comeback find scriptural confessions from the Bible and begin to proclaim them and Jesus as your high priest releases his anointing on it and destroys the thing that's attacking you let let me demonstrate here's a couple of proclamations you can use to overcome negative thinking Jeremiah 29 verse 1 I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans for your good not evil, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Philippians 4, verse 8, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, and a good report, think on those things. Now, for those of you who tend to be pessimistic, put those on a card, put it in your purse, put it in your shirt pocket, put it on your refrigerator. Every time you see it, say it, and let the power of that proclamation begin to explode in your soul, and you'll start to see things change in your life. Try this proclamation for strength and health Isaiah 40 verse 28 Do you not know have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding. No one can fathom He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run at 76 and not grow weary. (laughs) They will walk and not faint. Do you know I pray that every day? Lord, let not my natural forces be abated. No, let my eyes grow dim. I pray that scripture there. Renew my youth like the eagle. Retard the aging of my body. I speak resurrection of life. Every day, multiple times a day, I pray that in the office, I pray it in the car, I pray it in the shower and at home or walking that dumb dog. That's her dog, you know. I actually believe that. I believe I can shape to a great deal my health, my children, my family, my life. If you watch too much news and you get in one group or another group, Or an anti and a pro and you get all that confusion what's coming out of your mouth may be chaos to your life and body your tongue has the power of life and death so I want to make sure when I say something it's life it's life-giving I'm not going to be inflammatory I'm not going to divide people I'm trying like Jesus to unite people not around a political party Not around one idea, just around the kingdom of God. You know, we should have 11 commandments. Be nice. That should be the last one. Be nice. How hard is that? Don't be ugly. Brother, you start saying that kind of a confession, and your body will begin to get energized by the power of God. I am begotten of God. The wicked one touches me not. No plague shall come near my dwelling. Oh, man. I mean, I'm saying what God says. How can I pray in error? It's got life. He watches over it. Well, I just feel bad. I don't think I'm going to live long. I, I think I've got whatever, bang, beat and jungle rod. I don't know what I've got. So please say this with me. You ready? Everybody, through the blood of Jesus, I am redeemed out of the hand of the devil. Through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are forgiven. Through the blood of Jesus, I am continually being cleansed from all sin. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, made righteous, just like I'd never sinned. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, justified, redeemed. I am made holy. I am set apart to God. Through the blood of Jesus, I have boldness to enter the presence of God. Through the blood of Jesus, I am constantly being forgiven up in heaven. Through the blood of Jesus, I am free. I am saved, I am redeemed, I am victorious. Through his blood, I thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Now for just a moment, give him a little praise. Lord, thank you for health, for healing, for wholeness, for restoration. Thank you for your love, your kindness, your grace, and your mercy. For more information on Summit Christian Center, visit SummitSA.com.